Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. We're glad that you tuned in today. Welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. You're going to be in for a treat. Sit back, relax, or listen to this while you work out, whatever floats your boat. Thanks again for hanging with Coach Noonan on the podcast. Wanted to take a moment and tell everybody, hey, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and some other awesome podcast platforms. So please take a moment and give us a listen, as well as leave us some reviews. Uh, That's really the only thing that I ask from a fee standpoint. Share, review, and keep the, the listening going. Thank you to everybody who's already given us a listen, and as well as those who have shared. We look forward to many more episodes with some really awesome people in the future. Looking for a way to sell your program and make some money as well? I've got something for you. Check out Story of the Season. This is a digital program that helps high school and college football teams share their story like never before. Each week, they collect all of your video highlights, articles, interviews, and other content and publish a digital game recap magazine that captures everything that happened on and off the field. At the end of the season, they publish a digital yearbook covering each game. The revenue schools make from selling our subscriptions and ads more than covers the production fee and provides coaches with extra funding for their program. Sounds like a pretty good win to me so far. Story of the Season requires zero effort for coaches and gives them an incredible tool to engage the world with their team. Hard to beat that. If you're interested, <clears throat> please contact Chris Herman by emailing Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at storyoftheseason.com to learn more. Or call 518-944-3311. Check him out on Twitter, at storytheseason. Give him a follow. Thank you for sponsoring the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Newton podcast, we talk with Coach Brandon Velez, the defensive backs coach at San Antonio Wagner High School. Coach Velez and I talk about his willingness to learn and work, what got him into coaching, and what keeps him motivated. We also talk about creating social media edits, as well as what the newly formed Hispanic Texas High School Football Coaches Association means to him. It's a great conversation with Coach Velez. Unfortunately, the Thunderbirds uh, did not advance in the first round of the 6A state playoffs, but I know that they will be back to work, getting better in the offseason, and we'll see what next season holds as Coach Velez is a hard worker who doesn't stay down for long. Follow him on Twitter at Coach underscore Velez, V-E-L-E-Z. Uh, also look for him to help host the No Fly Zone chat. On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Union podcast, we are joined by Coach Brandon Velez. He's the defensive backs coach at San Antonio Way, uh, Wagner. Coach, welcome. Thank you for hanging out with us today. How are you? Hey, I appreciate you, Noon. I, I appreciate you having me on, and I, I look forward to this to this podcast. Man, like I said, it's my first one, so I'm excited for the opportunity. Yeah, well, I, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, you know, you and I have interacted a lot. Um, 
probably since uh, early spring or so, just to talking about uh, DB plays. I think we got hooked up with uh, with our mutual friend Adam Harvey, um, and then just from there, uh, we we we've kind of interacted from various things. Um, what kind of what kind of got you into coaching? Um, you know, and and what keeps you motivated in this whole deal? Uh, the biggest thing for me, man, is is uh, first off, I I'm a huge uh, huge fan of kids. Um, I think in the in, in our profession, um, the main reason why we do this is because of the kids. Uh, and I and I know growing up in high school sports, uh, a lot of my coaches were were big um, supporters of me, you know, throughout my high school career. And and I felt like that's what kind of uh, drove me to this profession. Um, I can think of a couple coaches off the top of my head that I still talk to them to this day and, and tell them how much I appreciate it because now I can I can kind of share that, that knowledge that they shared with me with the kids that I'm encountering now. So I, I think that's, that's – that's I guess you could say my why is because of the kids uh they're uh, I want to be able to inspire as, as many as possible and, and hope to you know hope that they grasp something that I say uh and and hopefully you know years go on and, and they reach out to me and I'm able to see their families and and their kids and their wives and and just you know kind of create that relationship with them for a lifetime yeah no doubt man have you uh, have you always been a defensive backs coach, or, or how did that come about? So I uh, I was actually I, when I say this I I really I truly mean it. I was raised as a coach uh, on the defensive side. Um, I did my student teaching at Cibolo Steel, um, and that's how my my relationship with uh, Coach Adam Harvey started. Uh, he was the defensive backs coach over there at Cibolo Steel, so that kind of that's kind of how I started, and really that that's all I've known to this point. Um, and, and I love that side of the ball. I love, I just love the energy part of it. Um, it's just how I was raised is what I say all the time. So, uh, that's, that's kind of how I started with that. Awesome, man. What, um, as a defensive backs coach, what are some of the things that, uh, that you kind of pride yourself on? Um, and, you know, cause, cause kids, the, your position group's going to take, take on its coaches characteristics or, you know, ideally we want them to. So, so when they talk about uh, this, the, the Wagner Thunderbirds defensive backs uh, and they associate you with that, what, what are they talking about? What does that, what does that look like on the field? Uh, for my guy, for, for our guys, I'm like, I'm a big, big harp guy on little things. We want to do the little things, right? Details matter. Um, and not only that, we're going to carry ourselves well. So a little thing for me is body language. You, you never show you're defeated. You never show that you're frustrated. You, you've got to be able to to be able to respond to adversity. And I think that's kind of what I preach a lot of is, is how to deal with adversity and how, how are you going to respond to it. So when my dudes are walking around on that field, you know, I want them head high, walking around with a little swagger. But they're also going to have class as well. They're going to show manners. They're going to, you know, Teaching them those life skills as well. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Things like that. Um, I think that's important to me. Uh, that's that's kind of how I was raised as a kid. 
uh, and and I feel like that's I'm, I'm very passionate about the little things. So when you think of the Wagner defensive backs, you think of kids that are going to walk the right way. We call it the Wagner way. Uh, you're going to you're going to hold yourself accountable in all measures, and, and you're also going to hold your your brothers accountable uh, in all aspects of the game, whether it's on the field or off the field. So that's that's kind of what we what we do over there is, is it's about the program and it's about how we carry ourselves, not only when we're playing football, but also in the schoolhouse, also in the community, um, because when you go out in the community, you're not just, you know, a kid, you're you're. A, people know you as a Wagner Thunderbird and then especially, you know, you're a Wagner defensive back, you better carry yourself, you know, for, pretty, uh, you know, well, because. That's the big thing with me is being a respectful people. Res, people respect you when you when you have that kind of swagger about yourself. You're confident, but you're also got some class to you, and and that's that's the big thing with me, man. Gotcha. What is a better? What's the better mascot? Thunderbirds or uh, the hippos? Woo! That's a good one. That's a good one. I gotta go with the Thunderbirds, man. Uh, <laughs> it's just we're, we're gonna. Uh, Unique story about the Thunderbirds is when they're in the air, they they're soaring and they're loud. You know, they're they're powerful. Everybody feels you when you're flying over them, and that's kind of how uh, how I see the Thunderbirds is they're just powerful, man. Uh, but I got mad respect for the hippos just because my guy Harvey's over there. Uh, <laughs> gotta show him some love. But sorry, dude, I, I gotta go with the Thunderbirds on this one. I had I had to throw that in there, man, and I hope <laughs> I hope he. Uh... Oh, I hope when he hears this, you know, both of us get shouted out on Twitter, um, <laughs> you know, and he timestamps it. But, uh, you know, one of the other things that you do is, um, is you do, you've dabbled in some, uh, some artwork stuff, some edits for, for social media and, and uh, something that, that you've done that I think is a really awesome deal is uh, in the newly, uh, of, kind of officially formed uh, Hispanic Texas High School Football Coaches Association. You know, you, you've mm-hmm. contributed some artwork to that along with your own personal stuff um, and to other people. How did that come about and what does it mean to you to have created something for a group like that? I'll tell you, man, it, it, it started as a hobby for me. I, I did it uh, I did it for Wagner since uh, I got here. It's kind of one of those things I've, I've always – wanted to get better at um and you know lc uh he's my guy and he he does some great edits some great banners for coaches and he kind of inspired me to kind of dig into that skill of mine and really um you know especially during this quarantine really sit back and take some time and and create some stuff for our program um and then i just kind of got out of my comfort zone a little bit um i've always been a to myself guy um, and I feel like in the coaching profession, you can't really do that. You can't just put your head down and work. You've got to be able to kind of step out of that comfort zone a little bit. So I did that with the edits and uh, just kind of put myself out there, man. And, and I'm okay with people not liking them. I'm okay with with uh, people not, you know, liking everything I make. But what I do like is getting feedback and, and kind of bettering myself in that aspect uh, and then being able to do it for the – uh, Hispanic Texas High School Football Coaches Association, man, that's just uh, another uh, thing that 
I'm blessed to say that I was a part of, uh, you know, whether they use my edits or not, um, I'm always going to be the first one to, you know, just tell them that I can, you know, if they need help with anything, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be there. And, and this organization, man, has just blown up. And I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm a part of it. Uh, it's, it's great. It's a great networking tool. But for a young coach like myself, I'm going into year three. Um, I feel like I can benefit a lot from this, especially with the veteran coaches that we have on there and our president and vice president. You know, it's just it was an honor to be uh, asked to, to make a couple of edits and, and see, you know, if the members like them or not. And, you know, it's just it's one of those things I was I was honored to do it. Um, they kind of reached out to me. I reached out to them. Um, and I still keep reaching out to them. So I, I, I want to be involved as much as possible in this in this association because I feel like later on and now it, it's going to be a, a huge asset to every coach that starts his career and every coach that's finishing his career. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but uh, you talked about uh, – this was a week of, uh, as we're recording this um, on July 24th, uh, this, this week was a week of first for you. you, you this is the first podcast you've been on. Um, and, and we're going to touch on uh, your, uh, your hosting of the uh, no fly zone chat. And that was your first time, but uh, you, you are the first person uh, that I have recorded with since we've officially created the, uh, organization. Um, you know, it's existed as a group me thing for a while. Uh, but now we've taken the steps to, to uh, make it more official. So just to add to your first man, you know, it's, it's a, it, it's really cool to talk to you about it, um, with everything that's gone on. Um, I don't know if you got, were, were you able to listen in last night with, uh, coach Juan Castillo? Man, I tried getting on with, with Coach Castillo, uh, but some of my buddies that are on there as well were, were able to get in. And, uh, man, they said it was powerful. They said it was just a message that everybody, you know, needs to hear. Um, so I, I was bummed that I missed it. I was, I was bummed that I wasn't able to kind of get in there, but I heard it was great. Yeah, I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to get in, man. And it, there was some definitely some times I had to admit that, that I was choked up just hearing his story. Um, I think it's, it's not only a, a great story for Hispanic uh, people and coaches, but, but it's a true American story by, you know, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and, and making the most of every opportunity and out just outworking everybody. Uh, I think one of the things that we as coaches, we want to, to be known for is that work ethic. We want our kids to, to demonstrate that work ethic, you know, for me, my guys, I'll never ask them to do something that I wouldn't do. So if I ask a senior to put away some pads, it's because he needs to show that it doesn't matter what, what you, who you are, or what, what grade you're in or how many stars, you know, you, you do the little things. Um, Cause I think sometimes people fall victim to, well, you know, when I was a freshman, I was always having to put it away. And so now my turn, I'm going to make them do that. But unfortunately with, uh, with Coach Noonan and Coach Brown's defensive line group at Henderson, you know, we, we don't, we don't go that way, man. We, uh, we make them, we make everybody, um, as, as the New Zealand all blacks say, sweep the shit. 
uh, especially those those kids of leadership, um, you know, either potential or or election, um, because it needs to be shown. Uh, and you know, we as coaches have to reflect the leadership uh, that we want the kids to display. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I think work. Well, like you mentioned it, man. Work ethic is everything to me. Um, I'm. I got my work ethic from my dad. Uh, him growing up, um, he, him and his brothers and sisters, all my aunts, uncles, my grandma and grandpa, they were uh, migrant workers. So they were out in the fields, you know, picking all the vegetables, all the fruit, everything like that. And he tells me stories, man. You know, he was a young kid, about four or five, and he was out there working. Um, and I've always admired him for that. And I've always told myself, I have to keep that work ethic. If they're thinking of, of a, uh, if they're thinking of Brandon Velez, they're going to think of him with the best work ethic around. And that's kind of, that's the mantra that I want to carry around. Um, I'm going to coach some ball. I'm, I'm going to love the kids, but I'm going to work hard while I'm doing it. And I think that's really, that's really all I've ever known is, is working hard. And, and I attribute that to the staff over at Cibolo Steel, uh, allowing me to volunteer when I was a student teacher. Um, and I, and, you know, now with Coach Bruce at Wagner and, and Coach Rudy Viegas, the assistant head coach there, you know, I want them to know that I'm going to be the hardest worker that they have because um, that's really all I've ever known, man. And, and after hearing, you know, how Coach Castillo kind of reiterated that and how, you, like you say, you just got to strap up your boots and let's go. And, and that's what it is, man. It's about, you know, the opportunities are there. It, it's if you're going to go up and grab them, you know. Um, so. Like I said, I pride myself on that just because of my dad, that's how I was raised. Um, doing the best at whatever it is that they give you, you're going to be the best at doing it. And, and you got to make sure of that because uh, that's, it, it follows you everywhere. Coach, you know this, coaching profession is a small world. Everybody knows everybody. Um, and the one thing that you don't want is, is someone saying that you're not a hard worker. And, and that's something that I've always prided myself with. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. It's important that, uh, you know, the, things like that precede, precede you, um, you know, and people, people know that, um, you know, we all have aspirations in this game, uh, you know, and what we're trying to do. So, you know, what are some things that you want to aspire to uh, down the road? Uh, for me, man, I'm, uh, I think a short-term term goal for me is um, I want to be a head coach of a sport. Uh, if I could, if I could choose, uh, I would I would want to be a head baseball coach. Um, you know, just for the head coaching experience, and, and I'm a lover of baseball. That was always my first love uh, growing up. That's what I played all the time, and I feel like uh, you know why not give it a shot? So I feel like a short-term goal for me would be that. Uh, and then kind of uh, going on after that, uh, I would eventually like to be uh, a defensive coordinator. Um, I love football, man. I, I've, like I mentioned a, a minute ago, I've always been a baseball guy. And uh, I decided when I was student teaching to give this coaching thing a, a shot. Uh, and being in the state of Texas, you know, football is king. So uh, just volunteering with Cibolo, man, my love for football just grew tremendously. And uh, so that aspiration of being a defensive coordinator, and then of course later on in my career, um, just being a head ball coach, uh, I, I think that's something that I would definitely want to do. Um, 
wherever it is, wherever it takes my family. Uh, I just want to, you know, make sure it's it's something that we all want to do. And, and I, I think that's, you know, that's kind of my career goals in my coaching careers is what I want to do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So uh, who's your uh, who's your favorite team? Favorite team, college or professional or? Yeah, yeah, both. Both, though. We talked to football or baseball? Uh, let's go. Let's go both, man. We got we got time. Let's, let's go. So both your favorite college football, favorite college baseball, okay. favorite pro football, favorite pro uh, baseball. There we go. So uh, college football, man, I'm ooh, that's a, it's a tough question. I always grew up a UT fan. Uh, I just love the, the Vince Young era. Uh, that dude was a baller, man. He was a he was a competitor. Um, and, and I've always grown up liking the Longhorns. Um, and then even in uh, in college baseball, um, the Longhorns, Augie Garrido, I'm a huge fan of him. Just his, just the intensity that he had. He, I'm, I'm sure you've seen some of his YouTube videos of, of him giving speeches to his team and stuff like that. That's oh, just, yeah. that's the next level <laughs> intensity. And, and it's, it's good stuff. You know, I that's something that, you know, is, I've, I've always looked at and said, wow. You know what? It, what it would be like to be in his program? You know, as a, as a player, I mean, even as a coach, you know, being able to learn from him. Um, and then pro football. Ooh, I, I'm from San Antonio, so you know, I got to go with my boys, uh, Dallas Cowboys, of course. Just that's always been a thing. Me and my dad have always enjoyed on Sundays is uh, watching the Cowboys when we were little, and even now, um, if it's a Sunday night game, uh, they'll come over to the house. And, Put some meat on the pit and watch watch the boys play. Um, and then pro baseball. Um, I'm a Texas guy, but I gotta go with the Red Sox. And I've always been a fan of them. Uh, one of my favorite players growing up was Dustin Pedroia. He was a second baseman, uh, small dude, but man, could he hit the ball a mile away. Uh, so his, his grit and his his work ethic is always something that uh, I admire growing up and even now. Uh, I know he's not on the team anymore, but Mookie Betts was also – I was a huge fan of his. So uh, the Red Sox were my team, uh, and they still are. I still follow them every now and then. I follow the Rangers, Astros, you know. Um, but that's that's kind of how uh, I grew up was watching those dudes play baseball. Uh, not a lot of people could watch baseball on TV, but I was always on it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's sometimes – it's it hits the spot and sometimes you know it's just you got to be in the mood for it um uh, if you if you're not hardcore about it but uh you know right now uh I, i'm i'm glad that it's it's taking taking over the airways i know we are all uh we're all struggling for uh for for something uh during this time you know one of the things is is just being able to to be back with our kids and, and coach them up you know how, how have you guys handled this whole uh, whole quarantine time uh, through the end of the of the previous school year and into the summer uh, so so really man we just we, we I think we've been doing well with it uh, trying to stay as positive as, as we can with the kids I went, and we were when we had that little stretch of being able to work and work out and stuff like that um, 
you know, we took advantage of that time. We we made sure that when we were working, we were working, and the kids knew that as well. Like it's 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 time to roll. Um, and we actually, uh, Stephen Mackey, um, he actually spoke to our position group, the defensive backs group. Um, and, and one of the things that stuck with me that he said was, did quarantine happen to you or did it happen for you? And so what that means is, were you sitting here making excuses because we we're stuck at home or, or were you actually utilizing that amount of time that, that you were given that extra time to really put forth, you know, whatever work it is you want to, you want to get. Um, so that really hit me hard and it got me thinking, man. It got me to the point to where I was working out now spiritually and, and getting my family right. And man, we, we looked at it as a, as a family, you know, um, the football coaches' wives—they don't know what it's like to have their husbands home uh, during the summer and, and in the fall, uh, and even in the spring. Um, so it was kind of a blessing for us, you know, and to be able to to have a dinner at the table again and kind of work on that as a family and as as a program. Um, when we have that time with with our kids, just just taking advantage of that time and, and really speaking to them—not just about football, but about life—and being able to kind of instill that extra. Uh, character in them so that way they know that everything will be okay and it will be okay uh, you just gotta it's a mindset you, you gotta be able to have that mindset to say whatever adversity gets thrown at us you know we're gonna be okay uh, so that's kind of how we've handled it um, and coach Bruce has done a tremendous job over at Wagner um, you know keeping everybody positive and coaches whoever it may be um, just, just keeping the community um, in in positive vibes, as they would say. You know, just to you know, for the kids, and it, it's for the kids at the end of the day. And we want to make sure that we do all we can to make sure we're taking advantage of that extra time that we're given. Yeah. How have you, uh, have you handled? How's your, how's your wife handled you being home more? Um, you know, I feel like, uh, of course, we just, we just moved. Uh, a couple of months ago so the so the to-do list upon moving is always forever long but uh you know we, we found more and more small projects to to take care of so how how has your wife adjusted to you being home more and what have uh what have you noticed that um you know maybe you didn't realize uh per se uh when, when things were you know as they had been in years past uh, well, man, she's, I tell you what, I, I'm not sure if she's ready to get rid of me yet or not. Um, but, uh, no, we, this quarantine, man, we've, we've done some little projects here and there. Um, and then just me sitting back and realizing, um, how much she actually does at the house. I don't think, you know, I don't think we ever realized that just sitting back and, and like right now she's going through nursing school. And so her plate is full as well. Um, and I can only imagine if I was, you know, when I'm away, how much more stress it is. So I think being able to come to that realization and uh, it's really, you know, it's really helped us as husband and wife to really sit back and, and enjoy each other and uh, and really take advantage of that time and 
I'm enjoying being able to be at the house and, and helping her out as much as I can, whether it's with the kids, whether it's in the house, whether, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I've, I've definitely uh, tried to get better at that as far as helping, helping around the house and, um, and communicating. That's, that's big for us is the communication. Um, so, so yeah, we've done a couple projects outside. Uh, you've seen the, uh, the little pit area that we have. So that was kind of one of our projects. And then, uh, just taking care of the little things around the house, making sure the house is right. So that way, uh, when football does come back, that when I got to go, the house is right and it's intact and it's it's good to go. Um, so I think, you know, as far as our brick has gone, this that's really the, one of the things that we've made sure to focus on as a family. Um, like I mentioned earlier, eating dinner at the table, um, that, that was big for us because we never really got to do that. Um, so, so that was huge for us as a family. That's awesome. Are there, are some, are there some things, you know, kind of going with, with the, uh, Stephen Mackey mindset of, you know, did quarantine happen to you or, or for you? Are there some things, some new habits, um, that, that you think, uh, that you've developed that, that may not necessarily go away? Um, you know, if things return to a more, uh, familiar uh, kind of mode uh, in the future? Um, I, I definitely believe that like we've picked up on uh, we're in this fitness thing right now so like we wake up and we work out every day um, and I think that's a, a habit that we both have built and I, I don't see it going away just because there are days where it's a Sunday and we really don't do anything. We don't work out. It's kind of like a, a day off, but it just feels weird, you know, because now you're creating new habits and you're creating um, a new way of, of life. And I think that's that's one thing that I think will stick with us. Um, and one of the small things, man, is is getting up and uh, making sure the house is, is tidied up and, and making your bed. Uh, that's that's a small thing for us is, is just getting up in the morning and as soon as you get up out of bed, you make it. Um, and I'm not saying we didn't do that before, but what I'm saying is we've we've really focused focused on on that small type of things to make sure the house is right. Um, so those that's two things right there. Um, and I think the third thing, man, is is really taking the that family time, um, whether it's sitting down at the dinner table, um, maybe having a game night here and there, or, or just you know going out in the back back porch and just you know talking, just you know asking how everyone's doing. Um, cause a lot of times I don't think we, we actually sit back and, and actually take time to do that. So that, those are the three things that off the top of my head, I can think of that will not go away and, and will never go away now because we appreciate them. Uh, and we appreciate the, the time that we were given. Um, now we're going to have to go back sooner or later, but I, I think that's something that's going to stick with us now for the rest of our lives. Yeah. No doubt, man. No doubt. I, I really like that. Um, you know, the intention to do better and, and get the house right and, and things like that and your fitness journey. That's, that's really cool and, and awesome. Um, just a couple more things, man. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, just, just for some, just for some fun, uh, and, and such Or actually, you know what, before we get to that, you know, Talk to us about hosting hosting uh, No Fly Zone Chat for the first time. And, and for those that don't know, No Fly Zone Chat is a uh, it's a Twitter chat on Tuesday nights at 8:30 uh, p.m. 
Central Time. Uh, it's an hour long. It's a really great opportunity for uh, for um, coaches to to exchange ideas about coverage and, and defensive back technique play. And, and um, you know, I, I've learned a whole lot from it, and, and I've been a front guy. Um, so when I can, when I can throw out answers, uh, and, and guys like you, uh, Jay Wilson, Adam Harvey, Cody Alexander, um, you know, uh, Terrence Gant, when you, when you guys like y'all validate my stuff, man, it makes me feel like I actually know what the heck I'm doing in the back end, even though I still don't. But you know, a little bit, a little bit more than I than I probably used to know, and probably a little bit more than I should know. Uh, to be dangerous, I guess. But, but how was your uh, how was your experience doing that? Oh man, it was it was great. Uh, at first, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I was a little nervous. Um, I was texting Harvey back and forth, like, dude, I hope, you know, I hope these these questions people, you know, get something out of them because I I know I was definitely looking for some not answers, but I was I just like to see how other people think and how their you know te- technique differs, you know, from me. Or, or from us, um, so it was great, man. I I started off with question one, and when question one had about fourteen responses, I was like, "Holy cow, here we go!" Um, and then by question five, I it was it was hard to keep up. I didn't realize how busy it was going to be, um, but just the amount of connections that I was able to create during that time, um, I I DM some guys and you know thank them for being there and for chiming in. Uh, and uh, even had a couple phone conversations with some with some coaches about certain things that they did, um, and and how they they do it at their program. So it was great, man. I think you know, I mentioned earlier you're getting out of my comfort zone. That's one of the things that I I've wanted to do, and that's one of my goals that I I wanted to get better at was being able to have conversations with other coaches and and just not being shy about it. Um, so this was kind of a um, a step out of it just you know through Twitter but then when we when I was able to get on the phone with some of those guys it was it was fantastic so I recommend it for a lot of uh, young coaches out there man if, if you can and if you have the ability to do something like that uh, definitely do it because it, it, it not only helps you get better but I was you know kind of surprised on how many guys you know said those are great questions uh that was some good stuff like that. That makes me, you know, feel good that we're, we're kind of helping each other out. So I recommend it for anybody that hasn't done it. Just do something like that because it was great. Absolutely, man. You know, and, and I, I hosted my, my uh, defensive line one, you know, the hour before and I had to drop in and, uh, and, and show you some, some support, man. But, you know, there were some really good questions that, were more than just from a defensive back standpoint. I think you had one talking about eye discipline and and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, you don't have to be a, a DB's coach to to know that your position requires eye discipline. So being able to talk about, you know, how do you get better at that and and you know what do you do for your position, I think was a really cool deal. Um, you know, and I think it's important for for coaches to to learn um, all sides of the ball and, and, uh, and front to back, back to front, you know, especially when you talk about trying mm-hmm. to get to the point of becoming a coordinator. I, you know, I learned more about the secondary as a, as a two year DC because I had to, uh, than I ever, ever knew. And I, and I wish that I would have 
gone back in, in years past and paid more attention to that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, in my earlier years of, of my career, I was more focused on my, my position and, and just learning, learning that standpoint. So, uh, you know, I, I thought you did a great job, man. Uh, I, I know uh, Coach Harvey uh, would not have put you on there if he didn't think you'd do it. Um, so it, it's great that you got out of your comfort zone and, and you, you knocked it out the park. So to uh, to kind of close out here, um, I'm just going to throw some rapid fire questions at you, and uh, and then you just kind of whatever. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. There we go. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't. I didn't get it. I don't think you got a chance to to record you um, past the point where I said that uh, you, know, you did a great job and knocked it out the park, and that uh, that Harvey wouldn't have put you on there if he didn't think you'd have done a good job. I don't know if you had followed up with anything, so I didn't want to cut that off if you did. Yes, sir. Yeah, I lost you right after that. Uh, we were going to chime into something else, and then that's I lost. Okay. All right. So, to uh, to close this out, just some uh, rapid fire questions. Um, you know, nothing nothing too pressing, too difficult. Um, and then just uh, you know, this will kind of work towards our our closeout, man. Um, you know, first thing, most important thing. You know, when you fire up the pit, what's your favorite thing to to grill or, or barbecue? Oh, my favorite thing is is cooking some ribs, man. I'm a I'm a big ribs fan, so that's uh, beef ribs or pork ribs. It don't matter. That's that's what I, that's my go-to. Awesome, awesome. Uh, are you a dry rub uh, or or a heavy sauce guy on the ribs? No, I'm a dry rub, man. I've, that's kind of how uh, my dad did it. He's a big barbecue. I call him the barbecue king. Uh, he used to do competitions and stuff like that. Um, so I've always been a dry rub guy. Gotcha. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to come, come check it out, man, and learn, learn from, from you. I, I definitely need some, some more in, improvement in that area. Uh, Absolutely, dude. We'll, we'll definitely get something set up. No doubt. Um, I don't know how, how much you are into, uh, to gaming and you know playing Madden or whatnot. And they released the new rankings for, for this upcoming. Um, uh what is it uh edition um are you, are you have you seen the have you seen the current rankings for for the dbs i have not man i i've seen the d line i've seen the receivers uh i've seen the quarterback I have, i've seen the running back and i have not seen the dbs all right so we'll go i'll let you guess uh, you want to go top five or top ten? Uh, let's let's try top top five. Okay. Um. So yes, so let's... so you throw out names. I'll tell you if they're in the top five. Okay. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore. No. Ooh. Earl Thomas. No. 
Um, I'm trying to think of the dude from uh, – uh, I think he's from the Vikings. Yes, Her- Harrison Smith's uh, number two. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones, man. I went blank here. <laughs> well, I, can tell you, I can tell you this. There's no Cowboys in the top five or top ten. Hey, I I believe it, man. They're, I, I'm excited for uh, Coach Lindquist to, to get those dudes right up there because I've been waiting. Yeah, you, you got a uh, you got two uh, two guys from New England, uh, one guy from the Rams, and one guy from the Chiefs that round up the top five. So you got Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Uh, and then you've got uh, – I don't know his first name, but his last time I think is Gilmore. Yep, Stephon Gilmore. He's number one mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, that dude's a, he's a dude. Um, and then who was the other one, Coach? Uh, you have one from the Chiefs and one more from the uh, Patriots. Okay. Chiefs was the, the Honey Badger. Right. Yep. She know with the Chiefs. Yeah, he he would be. He's number four. Uh, then your last one from the Patriots. Oh man! The one, another one from the Patriots. Uh-huh. Yeah. That shows how much I follow them, right? <laughs> uh, Devin McCourty. Uh, uh, um, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know that one. You know, you got you got most of them once once I gave you some hints, man. Well, Coach, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, really appreciate you for taking the time to do that um, and talk with me about a lot of stuff. If people wanted to uh, reach out to you and talk about DB play, get at you for some uh, some edits, things like that, man, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I'll tell you what, man, uh, best way is either through text or through Twitter. Um, my phone number uh, is 210-718-1618. Uh, that's my cell phone. And then uh, I'm on Twitter all the time uh, at Coach underscore Velez. Um, that's, that's really, you know, the best ways to get a hold of me. And if, if it's what, whatever you need, just reach out and, and I'm willing to, to give as much knowledge that I have uh, and then, you know, kind of talk it out through there. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, I really appreciate you for taking the time hanging with me. Um, and uh, I think you're going to do some really awesome stuff. Uh, not only this fall, man, but in the future, you're, you're a bright young coach. You got a great passion for kids, man. You got a great passion for for just helping people in general. Well, I appreciate appreciate you, Noonan, for having me on, man. It, it does it, it means a lot to me, you know. And um, I'm definitely uh, a believer in, in hard work and and kind of putting yourself out there and uh, making yourself known. You know, you got to kind of make a name for yourself and. Um, for any young coaches that are listening to this, you know, reach out to me. Uh, I, I, I don't know everything. 
Uh, but like I said, what I do know is is what I've been through in my experiences, and and I feel like I've kind of uh, done it okay to where I I can kind of speak on it and help you out any way I can as far as making sure you do it the right way. Really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Hanging with Coach Velez and I. Don't forget to reach out to him if you want more information about defensive back play, creating social media edits, or just wanting to learn how to be a better coach in general. (laughs) 